When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are on the eve of week six. Mannequin Chill is back after a week off. We had our two-year anniversary super stream last week. We got it out without a hitch. Awesome. Tons of questions. I was exhausted after it. Shane was exhausted. And then I subsequently did a two-hour AMA in the Discord the next night. So it was uh, definitely a marathon. Uh, But we're back with Mannequin Chill. There's been a lot that's happened since we did an episode last, Shane. And how could we make our return any other way than talking about the running back position, the position that people ask us all the time in the comments. Do you guys like any running backs? Would you ever buy running backs? And I think my answer has been pretty consistent in terms of how I play it. Uh, but I know yours is even more just you're you're at about level 9.9 in terms of every running back question. And I think this year has kind of magnified why you are that way. So let's just start with that. I mean, what is your State of the Union at running back. We are five weeks through the season in 2023. We've seen meteoric rises, and then we've seen injuries just crush players and a lot in between. So where are you at right now through five weeks of 2023 on the running back position? So without sounding angry, I'm going to sound rational, maybe. We'll see how this goes as I keep talking. One of the things you'd always talk about, though, is insulation, right? Or value insulation, how a player could lose that insulation with one injury. For the most part, I thought you were correct, but I always assumed it was a long-term type of injury, right? If someone were to tear an ACL, someone were to blow an Achilles, that insulation would be lost. And I always understood that concept. And it wholeheartedly agreed with that. I didn't know, I don't think I, I, I bought into the, it, it affected it on such a small scale, such as... We'll just use them specifically. Devin a chain. Devin a chain just had three weeks in a row where he put up more fantasy points per touch than any running back that I can even remember in fantasy football. If someone wants to jump into YouTube's and tell me if someone did it be higher at a higher rate than him, go for it. And again, it's just a three game sample. But either way, the dude was absolutely tearing it up, right? He's a running back two on the season. Even trying to trade him before news came out that he was going on the IR, you weren't getting knocked over with off. But after that, I, I wouldn't say his value you completely disintegrate it, but it, it fell to the point where I traded him for Brandon Ayuk straight up in the league and I feel good about it. I traded him or attempted to try him, trade him straight up for Puka Nakua. It just feels like, and maybe it doesn't feel like, it crystallizes I should say, the fact that any injury can destroy a running back's insulation. And, and to a degree a wide receiver because obviously Justin Jefferson's out. But really, the difference with Justin Jefferson is if you're trying to trade away Justin Jefferson or for Justin Jefferson, you're still paying a lot. You know, you're still paying A.J. Brown plus another wide receiver or a first round pick, something like that, where that's just not happening with running back. You know, and this was the first year in a while where I wanted some of those nice, fun, run, shiny running backs. I was like, yeah, let me let me get some Devin a chain after the season started. Let me draft Bijan. Let me draft Gibbs. I'm pretty much that meme from Arrested Development of Job just sitting there going, I've made a huge mistake. That's how I feel. I just feel like they're just flip pieces like they are i know we've talked about it year to year propositions i don't even know if they're that at this point to be quite frank i'm to the point now where if you have devin a chain and you can flip him for gibbs great do that and then my thought process being that immediately flip gibbs for a wide receiver the only reason you can't move a chain for a wide receiver right now is because no one can use them 
But if I can flip Gibbs, who's going to be actually playing, hopefully I, I could flip him for a wide receiver. I want to go back to what you initially said was the insulation part, because I don't think the, and maybe someone could come with some more data on this, but I don't think that the missed games slash volatility slash running backs not being available due to injury has really heightened this year compared to the last couple of years. So that's not like all the injuries are happening more and more and more. Reality is a lot of running backs get injured every year and maybe they're not season enders, but they're two weeks here, three weeks here. They're missing a game here. They're missing two games here because of an ankle sprain and then it's a short week. So they miss three games when it's attached to the bye week. I mean, you can just picture where there's chunks of the season where you're without your running backs. Now, a couple things that's interesting this year is, and, and I'm sure as we get more data uh, throughout the rest of the year, uh, when we talk about this uh, from a war perspective, this will even be more highlighted. But one thing to notice this year, and it's interesting because the the scoring at the running back position now again this is just through five weeks so it's not like it's a big enough sample size to say this is going to continue but the scoring at the running back position is up this year relative to previous years meaning we have a couple running backs that are definitely in like a difference making range if you want to count a chain and christian mccaffrey they're both in like their league smashing numbers thus far now obviously a chain is injured but point is running back scoring is up a little bit and then there's more running backs that are above the what i always consider to be kind of like the difference making threshold call it 17 points per game or more there's more guys this year that are hitting those numbers than in years past however two things have changed one those numbers have gone up Nothing else has gone down from an injury rate perspective, but I think your biggest point is the insulation and two, two things have changed. Their masses have started to adopt this principle almost across the board. And so it creates this weird market where if I have a running back, especially if they're producing in this range, but even if they're not, even if they're just getting enough touches to get me by week to week, if I have that guy, they're valuable. If I need that guy, they're only as valuable as what I'm willing to pay. And it's not enough most of the time to buy out the person that has them for not just their quote unquote dynasty value, which is what you're speaking of from insulation. So X running back is worth a first round pick, right? But because you have more people playing this way, you almost have to buy the person out of the purpose they have that running back in the first place. Because once I've adopted the extreme strategy where, man, all I need is running backs to get me by week to week, regardless of how good my team is. I don't care if I'm the best team in the league. I don't need to go trade for Christian McCaffrey to win. If I just have enough running backs to get me by, especially if I got them at a cheap cost, I don't need to go pay more running back money to get better ones. I'll just keep the ones I have and hope my other positions will carry me. But as more people play that way, what lowers is the demand. And this is where I want to pose the question to you as to how does this look from a practicality standpoint. If I go to a league and I have enough running backs for that week or for that next couple weeks, it's not that I don't think buying a guy like Austin Eckler a little low would be a good idea, but it's never low enough to where I want to buy at a price where I just don't care what I'm using him for. Does that make sense? Meaning like, I don't need him right now. So my price of what I would pay for him is effectively nothing. And that's how I look at it. And I think as more people play that way, because I've actually sent out some trades to sell running backs. And the responses, a couple of them have been, I don't need a running back this week. And I'm like, okay, well, it's dynasty. But then I look at the running back I'm trying to sell them and I go, they don't want to start him this week. And next week is not guaranteed. So why would they give up a second and a third 
for the running back today when they don't need them. And I look at their lineup and they already have three running backs in the same tier in their lineup. And that's the position, Shane. So when that's the approach and that's what the mainstream is doing and that's what half the people in every league are doing, it's the demand that is gone. The demand is only as good as the person that needs a running back. Hey, I need a running back this week. You want to trade me one? Okay, I'm more apt to go and pay the keep trade cut price. If I don't need them, there's zero value, which is why you kind of feel like, hey, sell them when I can. Now you go more to an extreme and I want you to talk about that. You just sell no matter what. You don't even look at, do I need them? You'll just sell every running back and go from there. So how, how do you play that on teams where you're trying to win? How do you play it when you're sitting on a guy like Kyron Williams and you've just been riding it? Uh, Aren't you tempted just to keep riding it or no? What's your strategy? So there's a giant thought process that goes into that and it goes, oh, running back, bad, sell him. Literally, that's it. I don't care if I need to start him is where I'm getting to. Just get out now, get the value. I have that for later. What I'll do at the end of the season, I'll spend thirds. Like I'm getting even more hardened to to the process of the running back, how we play running backs. I'm disappointed in myself for wasting rookie picks on them, to be quite honest with you. Even in the cases where I said that, you know, we talked about it offseason. If you're not ready for Bijan, teams that aren't ready for Bijan. I don't even know that I should have drafted Bijan, period, on teams that were ready for it. And the reason I say that is because I've been trying to sell Bijan pretty much since the day I drafted him. And nothing has increased his value to the point where it's worth selling him for me. He's had 20-point games. He's looked like a monster. His... He's had the explosive plays that look good on television. Short of having a Devin a chain week, he's done everything you want the number one pick or the number one running back coming out of the draft to do for their value to seemingly increase. And honestly, the best I was able to do for him is today I traded him at cost to you. I traded him for a first and a late first, like hopefully a mid first and a late first. And to me, that's just that's just cost. That's not making any real profit on him. That's just getting out while I can. Justin Jefferson being injured, taking that as a chance to move Bijan for B- Justin Jefferson. Every league I'm in, I, I sent that offer out that I have Bijan, obviously. And that's six leagues now. Six leagues I have Bijan in. Again, it, it doesn't matter where I'm at in the standings either. Like, this is irregardless. I just go in, I go, he's on these six rosters. I think four of them are competing. Two of them aren't. Really doesn't matter to me. The trade went out in every one of them, which is you know, that's not going to help me over the next four weeks, five weeks when Justin Jefferson's sitting out. I'm trying to make up a 20-point difference. I'll find another running back, put him in there for 10 points. I can live with the the lost production if I can get the future production of Justin Jefferson and the value, more importantly, back of Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that deal regardless of the injury to Jefferson or not. I think there has to be an acknowledgement, though, that you do... And again, a lot of this has to do with your format. We get questions on the streams that are extremely shallow leagues and extremely deep leagues. You need to have an understanding of how to decipher, okay, where are the line or lines of where players matter in my format and be able to adjust to that. I think that's the first thing you have to do when you're in a league is understand where that line is and compare that to the current landscape of production and market value. This is the threshold of player that I'm looking for and everything below that is only a mechanism to get me something better in the future. I just might have to mask it to end up getting that stuff in the future. So you get questions about shallow leagues. Okay, second round picks are worthless. Well, no, not necessarily. They're worthless if it's a mechanism to allow you to get something better down the road when you have the right type of assets that you might find somebody that makes a deal where you go, they probably shouldn't make that deal, but because of the form of the offer 
that I made, they're willing to do it. Same thing with deep leagues. And so I think once you do that, it becomes a weird catch 22 because I could sit here and say, and this is basically the strategy that I've adopted. And here's my line of thinking that if this continues and let's face it, I mean, this show, a lot of the theories from what we talk about on DD, as more people take this approach, I am starting to see running back rooms in leagues because you need running backs to win. I need some production at running back to win. It doesn't have to be Christian McCaffrey. It doesn't even have to be, you know, middle tier running back production, like somebody like DeAndre Swift or somebody like Ken Walker. It doesn't even have to be that. It can be, oh, cool. You gave me 10 points. I threw in Ty J Spears. Cool. Like if you build your team right, you can win with just throwing two running backs in there and going, okay, hopefully they get 20 touches combined between the two. Maybe one gets a touchdown. Maybe one gets a couple catches. If I can just get something, I can survive. That is the week to week approach to running back. Now you have to be very specific. You have to build your team around it in a certain way. But I think the scary thing is Shane is now that we get into the season and we realize how reactionary the market is, it is still a strategy you can exploit because I've even been in situations where I need a running back, but because of how I've constructed my roster, I can go in and buy a running back for such a cheap cost because of exactly what you're saying that I never really have to give up anything of value. I had a league I needed a running back. I gave up Hunter Henry. He was my tight end four. Don't care about him. He might as well be a backup running back. I'm not starting him in a start 11. I did the first week. But I have a couple other tight ends that I'm like, they're pretty much the same thing now. So if you want Hunter Henry, sure. If you think about that type of strategy, though, if I can just play this game week to week, and I know that the dynasty market is such where anytime I need a running back, I can go as slim as possible. Anytime I need a running back, there will be six Shanes that are willing to sell me whatever one I feel like I want to get for that week. You'll sell them to me at market cost. So if you kind of get where I'm going here. This is a dam that's going to have to break at some point. And I don't know how that breaks, but I guess my last question for you to just kind of end this topic on a teaser, because we can continue it later on. If you are seeing somebody that's playing that way, okay? So I come to you and I go, Shane, I need a running back this week. I'm your competition. I need a running back. I don't have any, but my rest of my roster is pretty stacked. I come to you and I go, Shane, can I get that spot start Deontay Foreman off your bench? Now, with what you said at the beginning of the show, you're going to go, I don't care about him. He's a running back. So is that the kind of guy you just hand to me No, because for the the price that you say he's worth? Mm -hmm. Any third, I'll give you a 26 third. Will you just hand him to me? Yeah, so here's where we get into the game theory aspect. That, there, that's right? what I want to hear, because at some so, point when both sides are doing this, right. I get it playing nice. Hey, Shane, you need a running back. I'll give one to you. I need one. You give one to me. That works great until we're fighting for a playoff yeah. spot. That, yeah. How do you yeah. play that? I'll remove any running back on my roster for a second round. Pick. Not any running back, but you, you get what I'm saying. Obviously not Bijan, CMC, et cetera. But the majority of the running backs, I, I, I'm i fine with moving for a second. Generally, once you come in lower than that, and that's even against the competition. That's even guys that I'm competing against. Now, obviously, it's well, What about different. the really low ones? No. We're talking the bottom no. of the barrel. No. Justice no. Hill, no. Gus no. Edwards, those types. And you're like, here's a third or a fourth. Then I'm going, yeah. no. Because then I, I want you to have to start even worse than that. Because if you're okay. trading for Dante Foreman, you're trading for Justice Hill. That means your options are even worse. Correct. Even Those worse. guys are in my lineup if I'm trading for them. Right. Otherwise, why the hell would I want yeah. them? So I'm not going to help you in that aspect. We're, we're head to head. And the cost, the, the, or excuse me, the return I'm getting on it, it's not great enough for me to overlook that that fact that I might be giving you 15 points that week. 
just enough to pull off a win. Now, let me ask you this. Let's say you're taking the same strategy. Isn't there an element of like quid pro quo here a little bit? Like, hey, Shane, I have a couple extra on my bench this week. How about you give me a third? Maybe in a couple weeks, you don't need the one you have on the bench and I give you a third. Do you see what I mean? Like it creates this market to where it's a very fluid market and you can always go to the market and get what you want. And as long as that exists, and that exists in a lot of my leagues, a lot of my leagues are... Oh, hey, this guy's starting this week. You've probably seen it this week. Who who wants De Mercado for a third, right? Mm-hmm. People are out there just saying, hey, you can have him. I don't even care about him. And a lot of those people have looked at their lineup and go, I ain't starting him this week. So who wants him? And as long as that type of market exists, why would you not play this strategy when what is the one asset in Dynasty I can go and get anytime I need it at a cheap cost? The minute I need to start one, I can go find a running back to buy. And as long as I can do it, knowing I don't have the leverage, you can look at my team and go, yes, yeah, Scott's screwed this week if he doesn't get that Mercado share. But I know that in the league, someone will hand me what I need. A lot of other positions or situations, yeah. that doesn't work. So where does the dam break on that? Because it's always playing nice until the one guy goes, nah. Anytime I have something you need, you're getting charged 100% tax or you're not getting the move done. If there's more people in the league like me that go, look, I like thirds, they they grease things. But in a vacuum, in this specific situation, in situations where I know you need him, what value does that third bring me? Especially if I'm competing. Like, I don't care. I'll let him sit on my bench and not get the third. Again, if it's a second, that's different. You're feeling the pain a little bit. You're paying an actual valuable asset. But a third fourth i'm no i'm just gonna just flat out reject it let it sit on my bench and i I don't care i'll let them rot away on my bench before i give them to you when again based on the fact that you're trying to trade for them lets me know that the running backs you have are just brutal when you're looking at those players we're talking like bottom of the barrel guys right one week starters you're not even sure if they're any good so you're not starting them you still hold out for more than the third because you do not want to give the other person in your league an advantage so a you're saying that is very specific to if you are contending with that team right Right. if you're in last place you don't even care right go go have at it you can have them so if you're a direct competition or you're a direct competitor with that team But I guess the second thing is, if that is the general vibe of the league, and we're in some leagues together where that is the vibe of the league, does it ever feel like you want to at least get the third for the guy you're getting offered because you know there's going to be four other people that hand that guy a similar player, and then you missed out and got nothing? I mean, you're you're not the only market that someone can go to. And if you say, no, I need a second for Deontay Foreman, then they just go to the next person down the line and go, oh, yeah, that guy will give me a third. And then they do. And then they get their guy and then you missed out. And now, because here's the thing, the running back, you don't trade when you're not using them. What are they worth next week if they get injured or they lose their role? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you had a window to sell and you didn't sell, but you didn't get any points. And I think that's the biggest thing that that I struggle with. What you're doing at that point, you're doing a cost benefit analysis, right? Right. If this happens, what's the worst outcome? If this happens, what's the bad out worst outcome? And if this happens, what's the median outcome? And that's probably not a cost benefit analysis. It's probably something else but whatever that's fine what i figure how i look at it in my head is like a cost benefit analysis like if i don't make this trade and i don't get this third round pick what's the opportunity cost lost i didn't get a third round pick even if then scott then gives that third round pick to someone else i was gonna say does your logic change though if you know that if you don't take the third there's a 90 percent chance that third is going to another manager for a third for a player no meaning meaning it's either you 
or four other people that they sent that same offer to, one of them is going to be accepted. So the, of the four that don't do the deal, they all lose the pick and still don't use the player. It's not like this person only has one place to go. They're, right. they're going to get what they want at the price they want because that's the market that's been created in the league. And that's, that's I think, where this strategy works and where the I'm going to play hardball and, and think through it from like a game theory perspective only works when you're the only market in town. And there are times we're in some other leagues together where it's not that active. So right. if you, you want, yeah. you got to go to Shane, me, or like two other people. Otherwise, everyone else is just going to ignore the trade. So yeah. we kind of know, hey, if you want to get a deal done, I flat out told people in our listener leagues before, listen, man, half the people in this league aren't even active. I'm the only one selling good players. So I'll be reasonable, but you're not going to go, oh, I have another deal on the table. I know you don't because half the other people aren't actually open for any sort of business. I would also argue that once you get to a certain range of running backs week to week, all you're buying is literally a flip of a coin. That's it. Now you can tell yourself a story. Well, I prefer Deontay Foreman mm. to D Mercado to Eric Gray. I prefer them in this order. Right. But whenever the price difference is, it's like, man, I like this model of headphones a little bit more. But as soon as it's $5 more, nah, I don't care. That's how the running back position is. So I, I don't think the logic works that way. Now, if, if there you are, think... See, there, there, there is a scale, though, of players. Because you know that. There's certain players we, we look at... When we we're look talking at the bottom. At the this discussion mm-hmm. is bottom of the barrel. This is I need seven touches this week because right. my rest of my team is stud, 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 stud. I need six points at running back. I'm not paying for that because I know I can go get that for nothing. And as long I mean, as somebody is you. willing to pay it, then. You know, I don't even know why you're wasting your assets there if the rest of your team's built like that anyway. It, it, but I get your point. That's a hypothetical. But the, the point is, when you get in this range, I'm looking for a occupiable body. That's it. I don't care about the name, the team. My asset is literally, it's like lighting a match. It's as soon as it's lit, it's done. There's no yeah. rescuing it. So I, I acknowledge when I send Shane the third for Gus Edwards, it, it's evaporated. It's done. I'll never be able to sell him again. In fact, very soon, I'll probably be cutting him in four months. Like that, I know that when I spend it. So I don't know. It's a, it's an ongoing topic. I'm just very curious as to how do you stop the market like this? And maybe this is a future show, but as long as everyone keeps playing this way, I think this is the reason to back to where you started with this topic. And it goes all the way to the top. This is the reason why even running backs where I go, Shane, does David Montgomery have any value? And you're going to go, I mean, yeah, he scores points, but there's a reason you put him on the block and people are like, ah, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, you know, I, I'll take the guy lower than him who's cheaper. You know, that's yeah, it. And, and, I, and I do just want to put this out there. I understand trading for production value, right? So mm-hmm. I, don't want it, I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm going to just turn my nose up at production value. Mm-hmm. Would I pay a second for David Montgomery? Would I pay a second for Isaiah Pacheco? Yes. Yes, I would. It's just that I would also do that knowingly and expecting that, like you said, with the Gus Edwards, for it never to have value again. I think you're better served when you go into it with that mindset that the only thing I'm buying is production value for the next however many long weeks. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because I would ask you the same question. Would you pay a second for a non-producing running back? Would you pay a second right now for James Conner, Shane? Right, and that's just because he's what? Not producing because he's not playing. Essentially, the theme of this show is there is no value in the running back asset itself. Even to Shane's original point, 
He's talking about the cream of the crop, Bijan Robinson, and he's scared of the asset value. Because we just seen Devon A. Chain running back four goes down, market crashed 40% overnight. And that just speaks to even a guy that is a rookie that's looked better than you could ever possibly imagine. He's going to miss a month and it's end of the world. Market's crashed. It's over. Yep. And it's not just he's worth less. You can trade him for less. It is the people that are even interested him in him is down. Eight people might have bought him before this. One person or two people might buy him now. And that's what I mean when I say I don't want to hold running back equity on my roster. And for me, it's just above how much I need to produce. Everything above that can get sold. Chain's a little more extreme, but I think that's the topic. I think it was a good one. Any final thoughts on it? What I like being is challenged in the comments. If you disagree, hey, disagree vehemently and let me know why. If you think there's something we're missing in the market, because look, we're, we all have blind spots. Let us know. All right. And I appreciate everyone listening. Join the Discord. It's patreon.com slash all gas. I'll check out our tier in there and we'll have these discussions and go a little bit more in depth with uh, some personal advice on your leagues as well. So check that out. Uh, we'll be back next week with another mannequin chill and enjoy week six.